In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! March means March Madness to a lot of people, but it is also Women's History Month. Today, we give the guys a day off and have an all-female show where we talk about financial challenges that are often unique to women. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Welcome in this morning to the Get Ready for the Future show, and it is an all-ladies show. This is a very unique event at Mm -hmm. GenWealth, but today we also have a guest with us. So in studio, I'm Janet Walker. We have Teresa Arago and Candace Stanley. Mm -hmm. We are all in central Arkansas locations, Mm -hmm. so tell your specific locations. So I'm from Conway, the Conway office. And I'm in Bryant. Okay. And so I've spread out across the central Arkansas area here. And joining us from Greenville, South Carolina, we have a a new friend in the industry. We have found that we have very kindred spirits. This is Karen (laughs) Azer. Karen is the author of Mind of Gold, A Girlfriend's Guide to Financial Freedom. Karen, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it is our pleasure. Absolutely. It's always good to find a kindred spirit for sure. Um, Karen, we know that you you really have a long history in the investment world. Tell us a little bit about your history and about financial literacy for her. Kind of what sparked your passion for that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I was in the traditional investment business for about 25 years. Um, I worked, you know, as, as an analyst on the fixed income side. I started out on the equity side. I also managed an emerging markets fund. I, w- I lived in in um, Switzerland and London managing assets there. And I came back stateside and I started working for a wealth manager in Washington State. And I managed over $150 million worth of fixed income assets there. And what was happening is we had so many women coming into our offices that were heartbroken because they were at the end of their careers and realized that they hadn't, didn't have enough money to retire. Mm-hmm. And or they were going through some life event, whether it's a divorce or, uh, you know, a spouse passing. And they didn't they didn't even know where to start. And I just thought I saw this pattern. I said, no more. I've got to do something about this. And so my partner, I have a partner with um, financial literacy for her. And her name's Erica Neal. And she's also worked in the insurance space. And she was seeing the same thing happening in that space. Mm-hmm. And so we so we came together and we decided we wanted to create a safe space for women to come and learn about money in a place where they can ask any question. No question is stupid. And and then um, we'd come together and partner with financial advisors and insurance companies and lawyers and accountants because we're all a team. Yes, and so yeah. a lot of times if, if you haven't had an opportunity to um, really work with anybody in that that whole team environment, you don't understand that everybody needs to work together and they all need to be on the same page. And so we wanted to be that person that can help you know help advise them in terms of fight you know, getting getting launching into their their financial um, retirement financial questions as well as to work with people like you. So once we get their mindsets in order, we can send them to you to actually put it to work. That's awesome. I love hearing your passion. I actually got goosebumps because a lot of why I'm sitting in this chair is because I saw some gaps in my own knowledge and thought, man, if I could train just one person 
quicker yeah. than I did. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be even further ahead. Um, what do you think is the biggest obstacle or barrier to entry that women face when it comes to investing in their financial futures? Well, you know, it's 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 really the fear of not knowing where to begin. I really think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because um, you know, I, there's a recent article I read that said 80% of women are afraid to talk about money. 75% of them are afraid to talk to a financial advisor. I mean, you, I don't have to tell you that. You mm-hmm. see that every day in in what you do, and so I think um, that becomes the biggest barrier. And so that's why if you you have a way to connect with them, you know, and also a lot of it is mindset issues. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people start with, you know, whether they their parents fought about money and they made a vow. I don't want to ever talk about money or they seen somebody not do do something unkind with money or hurt somebody. So they end up not wanting to hang on to Mm -hmm. their money. Mm -hmm. So a lot of getting underneath those mindset issues and why you're afraid of money is really like that's what we spend a lot of time doing. And that's really the big barrier to to get over. Awesome. Thank you. Sure. Uh, and as women, we naturally end up in a caregiver role, whether it be for our children or our parents or someone else. Um, what do you? Th- how do you think that that might impede or benefit a female investor? Well, I'll talk for. I, I'll speak to the benefit first. The benefit is that women. We have an ability to multitask and think about a lot of different aspects all at once. And so a lot of times um, the, the men will think in a, in a very narrow way and just think about, you no, know, maybe my family or something. But women have the ability to once they've been empowered of the of what they need to think about all these different mm-hmm. items, mm-hmm. they actually can do the algorithms in their head and follow you when you're talking to them. Whereas sometimes, you know, the, the, the men have a, a, a struggle with that a little bit more for being frank. And so I think that's a real benefit. You know, the, the where it impedes is the fact it two ways. One is that one, you don't have time. Mm-hmm. You're too busy caregiving. And the other one is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Caregiving is very expensive. And without having a plan um, with how to pay for that. And also, you know, also not even knowing, um, again, all the things, you know, with the estate planning, everything that goes mm-hmm. along with that is it's very, very important. And, you know, as we know, the good news is the earlier you start attacking that, the, the the faster you can get on top of it, and then you have to worry. You can go back to caregiving. Yes. Sure. Karen, yeah. you really hit on a, a key point there that we focus on really with all of our clients, and that is planning. You talked about, you know, if you don't have a plan, then then things kind of go awry um, if you're just not prepared for it. Before you can get a plan, though, we believe that education is very important, and we spend a lot of time educating our clients, male and female. Um, we're talking specifically about ladies today, but we spend a significant amount of time educating, and I believe this is really something that, you know, ladies, we don't get this in the school system it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you've got a doctorate unless it's in this area you really don't get educated about money and Karen I, I've got to tell you thank you by the way for uh, breaking some glass ceilings I'm yes. sure in your in your career uh, because a lot of the things that you talked about um, there was a time period and you were there during part of this when yes. you just didn't hear about women doing those mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. I do have to tell you the the probably one of my favorite things that is not like we get to make a 
difference in people's lives. But a favorite trivial thing about this, uh, being a female in this industry, there is never a line at the ladies' room when we That's go to true. conferences and <laughs> that all is of that. True. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's you know, I was, a couple of years ago, I was at this big, big conference, and there were 64 people in this room, and there were three women. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, do, I, I do that often. I just kind of scan the room and go, okay. Yeah, I, it's the I, only yeah. large gathering we get to go to. That's right. The women's restroom That's is right. easy to access. You're right. So, when we started, we were the one. There was only one of us, and yeah. now we're up to three. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so on to more important things like financial education. Uh, so if people are listening out there today, how do our listeners get a copy of your book? Yes, um, we, we have we have a book called, as, as you said at the top of the show, Mind of Gold, A Girlfriend's Guide to Financial Freedom. You can buy that on Amazon. You can buy it directly or you can buy it on our website at finliteracyforher.com. And we also have a financial planning workbook that go that is really um, dovetails very nicely with the book because what we do is we talk about budgeting, we talk about credit, and we actually have action steps that you can do with each one. And so the workbook gives you a chance to put it into practice. So then when they come into your office, they've already thought about these things mm-hmm. and, and, and you're able to talk about having a specific plan. And then we also have an online, we have online courses and it covers all the subject matter. You know, what, one of the things that's very important, as I've mentioned, is the importance of mindset. Mm-hmm. So the way we structure the book is that we talk about what's my purpose? What are my value systems? What are my excuses? What are my money blocks? And then we go into budgeting, credit, investing, retirement, and taxation. And that. so you get a chance to practice that out. So when you walk into your accountant's office or your lawyer's office, you know that when they, they, they're talking about something, you've, you've already been exposed mm-hmm. to it. You know, we have a chapter called Asset Classes Defined. Mm. And it's basically a glossary on the terms you're going to hear when you walk into your financial advisor. That's, that's fantastic. Awesome. That's, that's fabulous. I think right. that fear is what keeps a lot of women from taking that yep. step. So yeah. if they have that guide, that just gives them a little bit more confidence to take that next step and come into the, to the meeting room. Mm-hmm. Karen, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And again, to our listeners, uh, you can get her book, Mind of Gold, A Girlfriend's Guide to Financial Freedom on Amazon. And you can uh, get in touch more and learn a lot more through her other materials at finliteracyforher.com. Karen, thank you so much. You are welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Well, ladies, uh, I have to tell you, it was an interesting conversation at my house uh, (laughs) when we started talking about having uh, this topic on the show, women in finance. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband, my husband looked at me and went, um, Honey, I mean, no offense, but money's money. <laughs> money I, doesn't know if you're a male or a female. That's right. Okay. That's right. And, and he is correct. So I and I want to be very clear. Um, I am I, I am the the biggest tomboy you've ever known, mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm not all about. Well, we're girls, and we have to have a special meeting <laughs> for girls who do this. Like those things kind of drive me nuts. Yes, but there really are some points that in general are Mm -hmm. true of women more so than of men with regard to money and the example i used with my husband is okay statistically who takes more time off work to be with the kids to Mm -hmm. raise the kids so therefore they're going to have a lower social security check and if there is a pension they're not going to have as much of a pension they don't have as much opportunity to put money back who statistically lives longer Mm -hmm. and therefore they have to plan for their care and so he was like oh okay like that when you look at just the data yeah there are patterns that you see that tend to lean a certain way for women so we're just talking about those and educating your our listeners 
listeners about some things they can do in light of those. Right, Mm -hmm. right. So one of the things that we have found, and Karen talked about this a little bit, that um, many times women are kind of intimidated to Mm -hmm. come in and talk about money. And that is somewhat generational. Like I think the younger generation Mm -hmm. is not as Mm -hmm. timid about that as the older group. Um, So we see that quite a bit. But what uh, here at GenWealth, it's good for you to know, we actually have five out of 14 advisors at GenWealth are females. And so Mm -hmm. we meet with a lot of widows. Yes, and one thing that I think is really important when you're talking about the next generation and where this industry is going is is that people have role models. And it's interesting that I'm doing this show with Janet because <laughs> Janet is one of those people that has been a, a role model for me since I was a teenager. So I would never have thought of being a financial advisor had I not already met Janet and been um, you know, around her and then worked for her in a different role. So I think it's really cool that people out there are getting to see, hey, there are companies out here who are stepping outside of the typical and seeing the value of having females on their team. And I just love that that Gen Wealth is that way. Yeah, and yeah. we've even seen uh, some clients, when they call to schedule their appointment, request a female now because yes. they feel more comfortable, or maybe the um, the spouse, uh, the wife, feels a little bit more comfortable having a female in the room. It just brings down that comfort level, mm-hmm. you know. And one of the things that we try to do, we're not always able to do this, but we try to have, a, as teams, a male and mm-hmm. female advisor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with 14 advisors and five of us female, we can't have all of the groups divided like that. But ideally, when that's possible, we do, because frankly, you're meeting, in most cases, with a husband and wife. Yes. And each of them are going to identify a little bit more comfortably with one mm-hmm. of the one of the gender. And so, again, it's not always possible, but we try to do that when it when it is possible. So um, this this has been uh, as far as financial planning for women, it's often been thought of as kind of a niche market. Mm -hmm. But we just really don't see it that way here at GenWealth. No, I mean, women make up over half of the population. And when you look at the data, they control twenty two trillion dollars, which is half of the wealth in the United States. So even though it's considered a niche, it's really not a minority by any Mm -hmm. stretch. And I think us as, you know, us three being financial advisors, we definitely don't see it that way because we're financially minded. Mm -hmm. And so uh, sometimes it even um, uh, is not surprising, I guess a little bit surprising where we've got, you know, a fearful woman coming in, Mm -hmm. you know, in this day and age. I met with some clients a few weeks ago and it was like pulling teeth to get the financial information from the wife. Mm -hmm. And she just said, listen, we were not raised that way. You know, we were not raised to talk about money. And so, you know, I just did my best to make her feel as comfortable as possible Mm -hmm. so that we could kind of get to the same point that, you know, that was really their goal. Yes. I'll go back to the classic Dave Ramsey line on that. He says, our parents didn't talk about money and they didn't talk about sex. So we thought they had neither. And it turns out they had both. (laughs) So the the reality is we we do talk about money. Frankly, if you go to to scripture, there are more verses, Mm -hmm. more references to money than any other topic. Uh, And I think, frankly, uh, the Lord knew we were going to struggle with it and we needed to have an education about it. And so we talk about money very freely and very openly. And the reality is when you're coming in and meeting with an advisor, they need to understand your situation so that they can help guide you in a way that is unique for you and they can't Mm -hmm. do that unless unless you're willing to share that information you know we said just a minute ago that 22 trillion in the u.s is controlled by females Mm -hmm. and there was a research study done by fidelity by 2030 they estimate that two-thirds 
of the nation's wealth will be managed by women in some facet because of organic growth, but also intergenerational and spousal transfers. Women tend to live longer. So they're going to end up with their family's nest egg at some point, typically. So it's really important that they be involved in the planning process and that they understand what's going on financially, too, so that they can manage that for the next generation or for themselves. Yeah. If we're meeting with a husband and he hasn't brought in his his wife um, and that's fine for, you know, the initial to meeting get started is, mm-hmm. yeah, just to get started. But we are always encouraging to bring um, bring your spouse as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, look, if something were, I'm sorry, no, if something okay. were to happen to the husband she needs to know what's going on yeah absolutely let's let's talk about that life expectancy a little bit because that is that is very important Um, we'll do a little bit of a stereotypical example here and again Mm -hmm. it's not always this way but we do see often where uh, the guy has more money for retirement because Mm -hmm. he's worked more years and maybe had a higher paying job than what the wife did or maybe the wife didn't work outside the home at all Mm -hmm. and so didn't have an earned income over those years and so sometimes they both feel like it's his decision on what to do Mm -hmm. with his money and there's nothing wrong with that but we have to remember that that money has to be utilized for the household Mm -hmm. so while it is his money that he earned at work her staying home with the children allowed him to go do that and when they get into retirement one of them's going to die first and statistically it is the guy who goes first and on average women live four to five years longer than men so you've got a longer time horizon to plan for but here's the deal this is a this is a big deal those who are married on average outlive their husbands by approximately 14 years that is a game changer Mm -hmm. and that is why the the female in the marriage even if a a dime of the money doesn't have her name on it at that point Mm -hmm. she really needs to be involved in understanding the plan that is put together because at some point it is highly likely that these dollars are going to be in her hands to control Mm -hmm. and can we also talk about how the plan needs to account for what happens when one of them is gone whether she goes first or he does we know the statistics if your plan doesn't include covering that when the spouse is left alone then Mm -hmm. it's not a plan it's not really a good plan Mm -hmm. right yeah we absolutely have to be sure that we're addressing that Uh, let's talk about the potential for lower earnings Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. for a female many times we see that we talked when karen was on the show with us about the glass ceiling and and here at genwealth there's not a difference, uh, no. particularly no. for advisors. There's not a difference, period. But for advisors, if you're at this level, you're at this level. And I don't care what mm-hmm. the gender is. That's just that's where you are and that's what you're earning. Um, in anything that is sales-based, you know, that's ultimately how that looks. And I hate to even use the word sales. It kind of has a, a, yeah. a, a bad feeling to a lot of people in the industry. We are educators first, but in order to implement the plan, you ultimately need some type of product, and that involves sales. And mm-hmm. so for the for the advisors, there's really no difference in how no. they're compensated. But across the, uh, across the country in different job areas, we do still see see a difference many times in compensation and that plays mm-hmm. into the plan for them. Yes, and it affects a lot of different pieces. It affects their ability to save for retirement. It affects their social security benefits when they reach retirement. Um, because one of the big pieces about social security is they need 35 years 
basically of records to create your benefit to maximize your benefit so if you've got zeros in there because you chose to stay home which is a phenomenal thing we are not knocking that at all i did it Candace did it all of us have done it so but if you've got zeros in there that will negatively affect your ultimate benefit so it does have an impact great one over time yeah and and that's actually for my husband uh, oddly Mm -hmm. and that's it's unusual but uh due to health reasons he became the stay-at-home parent for a a good number of years so he will not have 35 years Mm -hmm. of earnings so Mm -hmm. there will be some zeros that get factored in for him so again we're kind of talking in generalities where it's usually true of the Mm -hmm. female but it could be the husband as well yeah i mean several of us have stayed home and then taken care of our children um, while our husbands worked um and and just particularly for my family we're seeing that that transition so this may you know, someone out there may be experiencing the same thing my husband's in the military right and he's about to retire in his early 40s <laughs> you yeah. know <laughs> but what does retirement mean for him does it mean it, go to the house and twiddle his thumbs well he thinks so for just a little bit but <laughs> yes. no he's he he would never want to just stay home and and, yeah. and um but you know he's talked about maybe being a stay-at-home dad and just being more involved in the kid's life so that may happen we'll just mm-hmm. have to see but we're seeing this transition in our home where i I didn't make a lot in the early years of our marriage and he made he was the breadwinner and now we're seeing that transition and mm-hmm. so now i'm going to have to make sure that we are still continuing to save for his retirement even though he's actually stepping out of the workforce mm-hmm. so there are all sorts of different um uh, situations that mm-hmm. walk through the door um and and we'll just address them it, it doesn't it doesn't need to be something that you fear yeah well, Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, when you think about those pay balance imbalances that happen over time, it, it, we're in a similar situation too. where for me to have the freedom to do this job well, my husband chose to take a little bit of a step back for the purposes of supporting my career. Right. Mm-hmm. So that happens a lot. But ultimately, I think, you know, you've got to think of your finances as a, as a whole, mm-hmm. because if you're not both working towards that goal together, if there's not a plan that is, is combining that at some point, then it may be missing the mark for you long term. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we've talked about a lot of the areas where it might be a unique challenge for females as compared to to most of the guys. But r- realistically, ladies, it is all, again, about that household and mm-hmm. their individualized plan and when i say individualized in this case i don't mean like for him or for her but for their household yes they get a plan that is unique to them because the reality is no two people have the same background financially or the same future needs or the same set of assets etc every family that we have walk in the doors of a gen wealth office has a different story a different Mm -hmm. past story and a different future story and so as we are helping them get ready for the future and helping them prepare for retirement and then go through retirement then we need to go through that process and and determine what is specific for them what is their unique circumstance and how do we put that plan together for that couple yeah and we've talked you know we've talked a lot on recent episodes because it's been a big deal about inflation and you think about we we said women tend to live longer up to 14 years longer on average so you think about that plan and you've got now one social security check is going to drop off when that single you know when they become a widow or a widower and now you've got more expenses to cover through your assets so if women are living longer and outliving their spouses we have to anticipate increased lifetime living expenses including medical costs because at this point now they may not have a caregiver inside the home, um, assisted living or nursing home expenses possibly. 
even though women tend to be tasked with caring for others, there may be a time where they need others to care for them. Mm -hmm. So does the plan cover that? Is your plan ready for that? This was a a very unique circumstance with my parents. Uh, It normally does not happen this way. But um, when my dad passed away, and obviously his Social Security check stopped, my mom was a teacher, so she continues to have a Social Security check and a teacher pension uh, from the state of Arkansas. And but but dad's Social Security check was gone. And mom was thinking, okay, I'm going to have less income. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to need to really pay attention to cash flow for the first few months and kind of figure out what things look like. Well, it wound up that in spite of dad's check being gone, mom actually was able to save more money. Now, dad wasn't spending money. I was going to ask. No, I mean, my, my dad was still wearing the same shirt that somebody bought for him 30 years before. And I'm not even, I'm, that's not a jab. That's gospel truth right there. But so he wasn't spending money on anything except medical needs. So the point was, he had so many medical expenses above and beyond, you know, what mm-hmm. Medicare and everything was going to cover. They were paying for those things through cash flow. And mm-hmm. then when his Social Security check went away, his medical expenses also, also went mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And mom has been blessed um, thus far to be very healthy. And so her expenses are, are actually way lower, That's even awesome though the income is lower. So, But that is not often what we see, ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been meeting with some clients lately, too. They keep asking about, well, you know, I want more income in the early years because I want to Mm -hmm. enjoy my retirement and I don't need as much income later. So I'd like you to take some of that that you have planned for me later and put it in the beginning of the plan. Mm -hmm. And we just have to say, yep, I know exactly what you're saying. We don't want to sacrifice any of your fun in retirement, but let's talk about buying power. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that you might have some increased medical expenses later. If, mm-hmm. if you don't, fantastic. Yeah. You've got some extra money there. But if you do, we have got to plan for it. So we've got to plan for inflation later in those years. So in our clients' plans, when they say that their income is higher, like in the 15th and uh, 20th years of their retirement, it's really the same money that they've kind of started with as mm-hmm. far as buying power goes. Yeah. And it's kind of a teeter totter effect that happens over your retirement years. So yes, your medical expenses are lower, but you've got a lot of activities Mm -hmm. that you're doing in those go-go years that we call them. But as you go, those two kind of trade off where your medical expenses are increasing, but you're not necessarily traveling as much. So even though you're not doing as much, you still need additional income later on to offset those expenses that weren't there when you were younger and able to kind of go more. And and again, inflation is an ever-present topic these days, but it's certainly something you need to plan for in retirement. So we're talking about some key areas that are unique for women uh, many times, not necessarily just for women, but many times unique to them. Talking about a longer life expectancy and the Mm -hmm. impact that that has on your financial situation, along with the potential for lower earnings in many cases, increased expenses in retirement. So now, ladies, let's shift and talk about the solution on this. Mm -hmm. How do we address some of these potential risks? And and I'd like to start out by talking about uh, in Karen Azer's book that we were talking about earlier, she uh, she makes a point, several points, really, that we would agree with her on. Mm -hmm. One of those is to understand and modify your financial behavior and to do that early, to not wait until you're at the precipice of retirement. And Mm -hmm. ladies, I don't think that that financial 
financial behavior is something that we talk about even as much as we talk about all these other Mm -hmm. like more educational just black and white topics of Mm -hmm. finance that a mutual fund is this and investing means this those types of things we certainly don't spend much time on financial behavior i think we do within the talking sense podcast a little more than we do here because when you're trying to help people understand where you win it truly is mindset and i i love that karen mentioned that they spend so much time focusing on the mindset first Uh because if the why is big enough the how works itself out and what i think of here is that lifestyle inflation so ooh, i get a new job or i get a raise yay i can afford this no pause take a minute to think about your goals before you go and do that we were talking just this morning with a client and he knows a kid who just graduated he and his wife both graduated medical school so they've got these nice paying jobs coming up and first thing they do is go buy a big house buy big cars buy a boat and it was just like oh the opportunity (laughs) the opportunity to pay that debt off in that first year if they had Mm -hmm. just left their lifestyle the same for one year they could have paid all of their debt off and then start fresh And so that mindset is so important in understanding that it's the little things. It's just like weight gain or weight loss when you're trying to make healthy choices. It's not about big choices. It's about the daily momentary, do I eat the good food? Do I eat the food that looks tasty? Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're the same. Often they're not. Let's be real. (laughs) You know, do I exercise today or do I not? Mm -hmm. Those little steps when your financial choices also are huge. Do you have a budget? Do you not? (laughs) Yeah. Karen talks a lot about mindset, like you said, and gratitude. And and I love that she added those elements to Mm -hmm. her guide. But she also talks about um, having that um, positive Mm self-talk. So a lot of um, us women sometimes will struggle with uh, negative self-talk. But if you can start um, and to modify your behavior about finances think about um i think she mentioned you know every time every night at bedtime have this positive conversation with yourself that no i'm not bad at money i'm good at money mm-hmm. um i i enjoy paying my bills uh you know things like that mm-hmm. that's going to start to change that behavior when you start to have that positive self-talk and I, I appreciated that she added that henry ford quote i know you're i know you got it in your oh, head go ahead is if you believe you can or you believe you can't you're correct yes yeah yes you know janet gives this quote a lot and i've <laughs> used it with my kids a lot so I, I can't get mad at her for it i love it but it's true um, another thing she talks about is avoiding common financial traps by educating yourself. Yeah. And the thing that I love about her having this book out there and, and us getting the opportunity to get to know her a little bit is there's a lot of information on the Internet. Mm-hmm. There is not a lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And knowing that you have a good resource is so important. So finding people like her who have the heart of an educator, like our team, who have the heart of an educator, I think that's so huge because then you'd find the wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to circle back to what Candace was talking about, about negative self-talk. I want to give you a small word, but a very powerful word, uh, and that is the word yet. So instead of saying, Mm -hmm. I'm not good with money, I'm not good with money yet, Mm -hmm. or I don't understand this, I don't understand this yet, Mm -hmm. and give your, I know that sounds silly, I get Mm -hmm. it, but there is so much power in that so that you can then shift your mindset and go, but all I need to do is learn about it. Yes. And and then it it puts you in a completely different place. I was uh, talking with my hairdresser one day 
I'm going to see her later. Shout this out to is Jessica. A girl show. <laughs> talking to my hairdresser. Yes. Um, but, you know, years ago when I first started going to see her and I told her about what I did, it was like, no, no, no. You know, I don't. Uh, you are a special person to be able to want to do that. You know, is, is kind of things she would tell me. And about a few months into uh, visiting with her, uh, I showed up one day and she said, Candace, I bought a book about financial planning and I read it. And I couldn't put it down. And I read it cover to cover. And I was just amazed by all the things that I learned. And I realized that an IRA is not an investment. It's just an account. <laughs> and I mean, she, I was she's just, right. yeah, yeah. I, know. I was just cheering for her. But you could see where before, I would never talk about this stuff mm-hmm. to where she was ready to talk and, and was excited about it. And I just mm-hmm. thought that was so cool. And that empowerment just is that, the thing it, I love most about our job. Just the yeah. education is mm-hmm. a real, just a little bit of it really is all it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's that is something that we take very seriously here at Gen Wealth is our responsibility to educate. So mm-hmm. when, when people come in and meet with an advisor, whatever your stage of life is, we're going to spend some time educating. And beyond that, ladies, we really want to look at taking action actionable steps Mm -hmm. and so that education has to lead to action because otherwise you know yes knowledge is power but power doesn't mean anything unless you use it yes your financial journey may feel like you're trying to eat an elephant so our job is to give you Mm -hmm. the bites that you can handle now and and pause you on the things you need to wait on so that actionable steps with a time-bound goal are, are really critical to this and then also knowing the importance of investing i to build wealth specifically i when I was getting licensed, my niece, bless her, Caitlin, she sat and listened to me go, oh, I can't believe I didn't know this five years ago, 10 years ago, over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I was just so frustrated that I had not been taught these things. And um, I, it, it had an impact on her, though, because she saw the importance of it and how frustrated I was. And she started at 18. I've found out since then that you can start sooner. But, you know, had I known that then we could have done it. But she understands the impact. She got used to that money coming out of her, her bank account every month mm-hmm. so young that it's like it's not even there anymore. Right. She doesn't even think about it. It's just part of her finances. And y'all, she is going to be so ahead of the game mm-hmm. later on with mm-hmm. just this small start that she had. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was pretty perfect timing wow. there, Teresa. Good job, Teresa. All right. <laughs> it comes from sitting in John's seat, right? Uh, sure, right. sure. It's his karma coming in. That's right. <laughs> okay, so we are at the two-minute final bell. So final thoughts. Candice, we'll go ahead and start with you. All right. I just, it doesn't matter if you are male or female. It is always best to have a, a plan on paper on purpose. And we we talked about three important things women should consider, and this is really everybody, but longer life expectancy, potential for lower earnings, increased expenses in retirement. So the solution here, bottom line, don't just hope things work out. Plan for it. You know, there really are some differences. And, and as my husband and I talked about, you know, the show, uh, as as I said earlier, he started kind of head nodding and going, OK, yeah, longer life mm-hmm. expectancy, probability of, of lower earnings through the years, whether it's from staying home or just because your job pays you less than what your husband is earning. We see it happen many times. But the solution is to get a plan in place for Mm -hmm. you, a plan that's based on education and just spend some time learning. You can do that here. You don't have to come in already knowing those things, but be sure that you educate yourself. Take the time to get that education in place. Without a plan, the future 
just happens to you. Mm. We don't want to be in that situation. We've got 10 ways to shift your perspective of financial planning for free. Text PLAN, P-L-A-N, text PLAN, or visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash plan to get your copy. So you can do that. The text number is 501-381-5228. Just text the word PLAN uh, to get your copy of 10 Ways to Shift Your Perspective of Financial Planning for free. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we will be back next week. Not all three of us. We're no. actually going to let the guys come back in we'll next back. week. So, ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, share the podcast with your friends and family. The Gen Wealth financial team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.